Hey everyone, welcome to Just Win with Wanda, a podcast designed to highlight people and their game-winning passions. Hi everyone, thank you again for joining this new episode of Just Win with Wanda. I'm really, really excited for our next guest. Her name is Aquia Darko, and she happens to be one of my good friends that I met when I was in Philadelphia. She is the Ghanaian boss wedding an event planner based in Philadelphia, but she does domestic as well as international events. And I'm really excited to have her on the show so she can walk us through what it means to be an event planner and to be a boss one at that. So please join me in welcoming Aquia Darko. Yay. Hey, <laughs> hey Wanda. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. No, thank you so much for, you know, just agreeing to be a part of this podcast. And before we get into the hard questions and the fun questions, I want to take some time to really just give you some praise and let people know a few of your accomplishments. So Aquia Darko has won a number of awards, ladies and gentlemen. So she has received the best of weddings three years in a row. She's been nominated for Event Planner of the Year in the Philadelphia area. She has been featured. So this isn't just something she put up on her own social media page. (laughs) She has been featured on NBC 10, Muna Lichi Bride, Black Brides 1998, The Philadelphia Magazine, The Wedding Wire, The Knot, Be My Bride Weddings, and so much more. And she uh, plans an average of 28 weddings per year domestically as well as internationally. And I'm really excited to have her because I met Aquia in the most random way at the gym, and I had no idea she was a wedding planner (laughs) until I kind of, I don't know how we got into it, but I kind of expressed like I was going through my own wedding journey and you know she was someone I could confide in and she gave me Mm -hmm. some sound advice about how I could go about planning my own day so I'm really excited for her to come on the show and just give us a taste of what it is to what it means to be a wedding planner and to be a good one at that so thanks Aquia for being on the show and um, if there's anything I missed feel free to kind of give us a little bit more of a deeper introduction to what you do of course you forgot to say we have the same birthday so, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we have the same birthday September 9th so shout out to all I the burgers out there yes yes thank you so much and I actually when you invited me to come I was like oh my god yes I get to be on uh, Wanda's podcast it's it's a pleasure and of course it's I, I all my achievements are because um by, by God's grace I should put it that way mm-hmm. um and I'm thankful to him for you know just just how far with everything going on, being a wedding planner in this age and time is not easy. So it's really, um, I attribute that to just, just him, you know, taking care of this process. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's great. And what I really loved about your bio, you know, when you sent it over to me was that, um, with your unique background, you actually have an MPH in health policy, but you decided to follow your passion for serving others and helping people. So what really triggered that pivot to now go into this new industry? So I actually was working with a friend and I would help her um, decorate. I actually was on the MD MPH track. So um, during one of our, you know, events, she mentioned 
why don't why don't you consider coordinating you know events and then helping out the brides and whatnot and I was like no I, I I'm not a shy person however I didn't think it was something I wanted to do so then I gave it a, a, a try when I you know we had another another bride who had a wedding coming up and I was like okay I'll help her coordinate and it just sparked from there um for me it's just the whole idea of becoming a bride and a groom's best friend and kind of seeing them through the process is is what keeps me alive because other than the fact that it's you know it's a job it actually is more of a passion for me I don't consider it a, a huge task and you know the reason why I felt like I didn't want to do MPH anymore is because I, I I'm relatable I feel like I I'm a personable person I like to talk to people I like to interact with people so this for me was something that um, I, I figured I would love doing. I still have the MPH anyway, you know, when, mm-hmm. when the going gets tough, I might, I might go back <laughs> that route. But um, so far, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's been amazing. It's been an, um, an adventure for me. Yeah. That's great. And I think what's beautiful from what you said is that you followed your passions, you were able to identify your strengths and, Mm -hmm. you know, by God's grace, you were able to find a profession that really aligns with the things that you enjoy doing. Um, So a question that I like to ask my guests is how do you define passion and how do you define purpose? Do you see any differences between the two or are they kind of tied into one another? Personally, I think my passion, and I can speak for everyone, but then my passion and my purpose, I think ties into one big thing. Um, my, you know, just being able to enjoy the process of it and doing it because I know that it's going to, there's going to be a great outcome for me is, is fulfilling. So, you know, just waking up, enjoying the process, having to attend to or serve as many brides as possible and actually loving the fact that you know it's they've they've been yearning and praying for these moments is is fulfilling enough so yeah for me it ties into one one thing yeah nice um so here's a question and I know mm-hmm. I went through the wedding journey last year so I, I have mm-hmm. a few tips that I can share myself um yes but in your opinion what should brides mm-hmm. look for in a wedding planner so um, I think brides should look for someone who has a sense of humor, who is um, cheerful, um, who actually, you know, aside from the main, the main things being professional, having quality experience and whatnot, you need someone who can actually make you smile or break a smile on your wedding day. Because the anxiety that comes with getting ready alone on your wedding day is, is, is a lot. So um, you might be very prepared, you know, have all your, your, um, your stuff together. However, if you know, you're, you're under a lot of pressure on your wedding day, and you don't have someone who can make you smile, who can just give you a word, like some words of encouragement, encouragement to help you get through that process, I think then you you are at a loss. Personally, Mm -hmm. I think that's, 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 that's a big thing. And also just someone who, 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 passionate like who cares about what they're doing some people do it because there might be money in the field I haven't, I haven't gotten that part yet I haven't gotten the financial <laughs> part of it yet but I think some people do it because you know they they have the name whatever however if they care about it you see it they devote for me I devote everything to my bride you mm-hmm. know I'm I'm on the floor like put your shoes on I don't it doesn't it's limitless for me so 
you should want someone who is super passionate and actually with you know a cheerful person because you need Mm -hmm. that on your wedding day (laughs) yeah yeah those are really great tips and just from your testimonials I can tell that you are Mm -hmm. a all hands on deck wedding planner and as you mentioned that's the type of support that you need on such Mm -hmm. a big and memorable day Mm -hmm. um so kind of along the lines of one of your personal goals is to become a best friend's a bride's best friend or the groomsman's best friend um do you still keep in contact with your former brides I do I do I do definitely reach out to them Actually, it's funny because sometimes they do reach out to me more than I do <laughs> I do with them. But, you know, I do get the messages where it's like, hey, Aquia, how you doing? I missed you. Can we go to lunch? I love those. But um, <laughs> I, I I think it was, my, I always thought whenever I had new clients, maybe then I would kind of, you know, it will fade away. But no, it's, it's always, it's been stronger relationships, stronger bonds. They're the ones who recommend me by word, word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. above anything else. So you know, there I still keep in touch with with my with my uh, my brides and my grooms. Yes, that's good. Okay, so my next question is around the 2021 brides or those that are you know just really excited to plan their weddings. We know with Christmas and the holidays, lots of people get engaged. It's a very happy period. Um, so, in your opinion, you know, how far out should you start planning your wedding? Do you think that? Um, with the market and everything, it's realistic to, you know, plan a wedding within six months, like in your professional opinion, what does that timeline look like? Okay. So you can start planning your wedding even before you get engaged, but let's see. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. I I'm sure there's some people that have their Pinterest folders and their boards. They're just waiting for the proposal. You're right. (laughs) For the proposal. Yeah. So you can be eyeing everything, but um, ideally, it depends on the kind of wedding you're going for. With 2021 and COVID times and everything we're dealing with, I think um, intim- like the more intimate affairs are becoming a big thing. So with those, it doesn't take a lot of planning. It's just more about having the financials and then making up your mind as far as what you want to do. So if you spoke to a really good planner, they'll tell you, you know, in about four months, five months they can plan a really simple wedding for you now when we get into the bigger aspects of you know the African kind of weddings the hundred <laughs> uh, thousand people weddings you know that takes a little bit more time because you, you're you're waiting to hear back from people and just hoping they would respond um catering aspect and it costs a lot it's not cheap so you know consider your budget um and then if you know if if you don't care for the numbers think about an intimate affair and that shouldn't take you too long to plan or, you know, put together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you brought up a good point, the budget. And I know yeah. that the budget is probably one of the more <laughs> controversial topics or yeah. conversations that have to be had. So in your opinion, in addition to budget, what are some other like hot topics or areas of potential contention or, or things that people should kind of look out for or have more intimate conversations with their spouses as they're preparing for their big day? So you should talk about your venue. You should talk about your honeymoon. Um, these are things that are, people don't consider them, you know, you're, you're definitely going to find a venue. I, I, I think everyone is, everyone kind of thinks, well, if you're getting married, you're definitely going to get a venue, but it's very important to have 
the conversation of where, because some places may be lavish and beautiful, but it should be able to fit your need, you know, fit what you're looking for. Um, not just picking it because it's beautiful or, you know, you can afford it, but you should talk about your, where you want to start building your memories, where you want to look back and say, oh my God, I love this place just because of, you know, what you did there. Also, you know, the honeymoon part of it. Um, planning a wedding is exhausting. It's overwhelming. <laughs> um, and I think every bride and groom should save money. That should be one of the first things you consider towards a honeymoon it doesn't have to be and I know a lot of a lot of people say this it doesn't have to be like out of the country just a time away after the the, the, the wedding if you have that you know if if you don't have to go right back to work or something like that but right after the wedding consider the honeymoon aspect you need to get away from everything you need to go away from your um your family because you you've put so much work into it so talk about the honeymoon um Another thing I think people should always um, consider is their registry. Um, you know, so <laughs> we don't we don't always expect people to give us gifts, but people are generous. People are mm -hmm. generous, and um, with COVID going on, I've done weddings where the brides are like, "We don't want people bringing us, I don't know, um, plates or whatnot, boxes." So we created a cash fund on our registry where instead of people thinking of ordering plates and whatnot. And we're millennials, you know, we, mm -hmm. we, we have, some of us have already bought our houses or, you know, mm -hmm. already stacked our apartments. So we don't need the extra plates. So create a, um, a, cash, a cash fund and that could go towards, not even, if not even your honeymoon, it could go towards your bills and, you know, breaking some, um, some costs that you had already incurred. So yeah, those are three main things I think is really important in addition to the budget. Nice. And just to add some of um, my personal details. So we had a cash fund and what was nice, we're not sponsored by The Knot. This podcast is not sponsored by The Knot, but maybe if they're no. interested, I <laughs> welcome it. Um, but for our cash fund, we were able to categorize it. So you could have your honeymoon, you could do home appliances, your first home, things like that. So I agree, you know, just yeah. for millennials or people that are a little bit more established or, or have the things that they may need, um, having that flexibility with cash funds is, is helpful. Um, yeah. So another question that I know people would love to hear is, in your opinion, you know, I know you've been doing this for the, for a while. What has been your most unique wedding that you've planned so far? And I'm hopefully your brides won't get upset. I'm sure all of all of the weddings that you've planned have been very unique and special. But if you had to choose one, what would it be? One, this is gonna be tough. Um, <laughs> I um, yeah. Let me just put this out there. If there's any bride, all my weddings are unique. All my one that definitely stands out was a wedding where um, the bride, the the dad, the dad of the bride passed and she, you know, she had wished to be, you know, above all things that he would walk her down the aisle. And um, she thought she was going to walk the aisle alone because her brother was also in the military. So there was no way he was going to come home. And, mm -hmm. you know, he we we were at the wedding we all knew that there was no way he was going to come apparently he had made arrangements and he showed up at the these stories sometimes are like okay doesn't sound right. but then he showed up and you know he wasn't in a tux or anything but the groom knew about it so he wow. actually 
took care of it for her and the whole night this bride was was beyond like she was ex- she was ecstatic her dad was not there but just having mm-hmm. her brother you know doing the first dance I mean her um father daughter dance her brother stepped in walked her down the mm-hmm. aisle and you could see the audience you know the the impact her dad had had on her so many years so that was one of the weddings that stood out because it, it, it kind of shows how important our parents are you know mm-hmm. are to us um it's I, for Africans well let me say for Ghanaians I know Nigerians too are big on this but uh, we we when it comes to you know and having our parents as part of the wedding be aside from the fact that sometimes they're helping us pay you know it's 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 also they, they they're enjoying the process they're like you know my daughter's getting married they they are just excited beyond mm-hmm. beyond everything that their children are doing this so for her not having her dad there but having her brother there to do you know be play the dad part was you know was was satisfying and it was really touching so yeah that was one of my my um my special weddings let mm-hmm. me put it that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's that's definitely a beautiful story and yeah. i'm sure that's a moment in time that she will always remember always and the guests mm-hmm. will always remember so yeah that's, that's beautiful yeah. We okay. all end up crying. Like we cried. We cried a couple of times. We just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't like, believe it happened. <laughs> exactly. We yeah. we didn't expect it. Yeah. So. So on the flip side, what has mm-hmm. been the craziest thing that has happened during a wedding that you planned? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I had a wedding in New York where um Of course, New York. <laughs> of course, New York. Um, we're at the we're at the hotel you know, getting ready and, you know, with, this was a couple of years ago, so maybe probably things were not as, as, as they are now, but the, the bride was getting ready and the girls were getting ready in the same. This is why after this incident, whenever I tell my brides to book rooms for their bridal party, I'm like, please make sure you book two different rooms for you and your bridal party and get ready in separate rooms. So, you know, the, the ladies are getting ready. The, um, the bride is also getting ready. And with the heat and everything going on, you know, the fire, I mean, the, the sprinkler goes off. Her dress is laying on, like, literally on the bed. And my instinct was just grab the dresses for all the bride, the brides and the bridesmaids, grab them and just run out. They didn't look back to Trey on the bride and how she's going. You know, like I saved the dress and I'm like, where's the bride? You know, but um, everything going off, water coming everywhere. You know, it it was it was pretty um, pretty crazy. So that was that was that. The wedding did happen. The dress okay. didn't ruined or anything. The wedding did happen, but you know, it took a little longer than we, we thought because we had to get everyone ready you know, again, but the dresses were saved, Wanda, the dresses were saved. Yeah. And that is the most important thing. We were able yes. to save the dress. Can you imagine someone's dress getting wow. wet on her wedding day? Yeah, it, it, it would have been rough. <laughs> wow. So I was not expecting you to share that story. So <laughs> you have exceeded my expectations in terms of craziness. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, viewers, um, mm-hmm. make sure nothing crazy is going on in your hotel room yeah. and always remember to save your dress or have a wedding planner that's save willing to grab your dresses and run and run <laughs> <laughs> so you know with that situation 
very high pressure situation. You have to yeah. think on the spot. And I'm sure you've had some other, you know, similar high anxiety moments. What's mm-hmm. your secret for staying calm under pressure? I know this is a question that most interviewers would ask, like, how do you act under pressure? And I feel like as a wedding planner, it's a very practical question. So in your yeah. opinion, like, how do you handle everything? I smile. I, um, we might be running late and then the bride is like, are we on time? I'm like, yes, we are. We're doing great. Um, and I might be like under the highest pressure or whatever. I, I take it out on my, my significant other. He gets the, the, (laughs) you know, I, I go back and I'm like, but, um, when, like when I'm in the moment, I think about it as what could be the worst that could happen. You know, it's, it's happening, whatever situation it is we're gonna get over we're gonna get over the hurdle I don't let the brides know what's going on um I always deal with it and then kind of show them the positive aspects of it so mm-hmm. under pressure I'm smiling whenever I'm under pressure I will be smiling yes <laughs> that's good I like that um okay so one more question and then we'll get to yeah. the fun part Um, So for those that are aspiring to be a wedding planner or an event planner, or even like a coordinator, you know, what tips do you have for those individuals? Um, This is not for the things at heart. It's it's not, it's, you're, you have, you're not a doctor, but you, you kind of are, you know, you have the lives of people in your hands on, on their biggest days. And um, they look to you for a flawless event. Um, they look to you for perfection. Um, you know, they, 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 they might know at the back of their head, it, it, everything, and it won't be perfect, but um, they expect, they have expectations that they lay out for you. So if you want to do this, you just need to know your strengths. You should know exactly why. Um, not just because you, someone is doing it and it looks good to you. I think there should be a, a bigger why as to why you're doing it and if you decide to do it get get talk to someone who who is in the field and get a feel of you know them talk to them and see what makes what makes them thrive in what they're doing because it's not easy being a wedding planner is not easy and think about having um a year where I had like 42 brides back to back to back so you have 42 brides you have to think of how different every bride is different needs they have having different portfolios for them being able to have one focus at all times so if you cannot you know bear to handle a bride who is irate or texting you every five seconds like for things you know you answered 20 minutes ago then this is not for you it, it really is not so just just know your strengths and and talk to someone in, in the talk to an, talk to an expert talk to me that's good advice I think mentorship no matter what profession that you're looking to get into is necessary um, because I feel like your job looks like an iceberg right like you only Mm -hmm. see a little bit of what you do and it may look glamorous but there's so much work that you put into it so like you mentioned do your research seek advice seek mentorship and hope for the best (laughs) yes yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Aquia. So this is the fun part of the podcast. Um, so this is a little game. It's a rapid okay. fire, this or that questionnaire. So you 
you, you're supposed to respond with your first instinct. So this is not something you have to think about. Um, okay. So be really quick. Are you ready? Yes. All right, cool. Coffee or tea? Tea. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Get up early or sleep in? Sleep in. Summer wedding or winter wedding? Summer wedding. Big wedding or intimate wedding? Intimate wedding. Beach vacation, city vacation? Beach vacation. And this is the most important question, so don't get this wrong. Nigerian jollof or Ghanaian jollof? <laughs> I knew that was coming, so please. <laughs> Ghanaian jollof it is. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we can go ahead and wrap up this conversation real quick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I expected you to answer that way. It's okay. Um, but it's all love at the end of the day. <laughs> yes, yes. You know I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love you too. Um, so again, thank you so much for, you know, just coming on this podcast. I learned so much from you and I'm so excited to see all the great things that, you know, God has in store for you in 2021. Despite COVID, you still were able to do such a tremendous job with all of your brides, whether they had to, you know, scale down to a more intimate setting or were able to still maintain some of the elements of what they planned originally. I think you handled it so well. And I'm so excited to see, again, like I mentioned, just excited to see you grow and your business grow. Um, so before we kind of wrap things up, I do want to just remind the viewers like how to get in contact with you if they're interested in booking you for their upcoming wedding or upcoming event. Yeah. Um, so just let us know, you know, the name of your business and how they can contact you. So my business name is Fully Effects Events. Um, you can contact me via Instagram, um, email at um, hello at fullyfectseventscom It's spelled P-H-U-L-I-F-F-E-C-T-S.com. And I just have to say this little part. I, I'm thankful for one, I'm thankful for you. You are, you know, you, we're not best friends or anything, but it's just, we can, you know, just doing this and having people, you know, um, speaking to people, interviewing people is a blessing. So I'm thankful for you. You you are awesome. Thank you. Oh, so yeah. So if you and if you if you're looking for if you're looking for me, just hit up Wanda. She'll she'll direct you. <laughs> I will definitely refer you guys over to my friend. Um, I've yeah. already done it so far, and I'm excited yeah. to continue to do it. Um, I think it's important that we all support one another, especially given the climate. We all need one another. Um, so thank you again for coming to this podcast. And I hope you have thank a great you. new year. You too. You too. Let's do this again sometime. Yes, <laughs> thank definitely. You, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Just Win with Wanda. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends or family members who may be interested in event planning or wedding planning. If you would like to reach out to me, as always, follow me on Instagram at Just Win with Wanda. Catch you next week. Bye.